You're listening to the Bitcoin.com Exchange Podcast. Our guest today is Charles, Chief Business Development Officer at Jigstack. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people, entities, or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. This episode is brought to you by the Bitcoin.com exchange, the exchange you can trust. Buy and sell Bitcoin as well as 250 digital assets. The Bitcoin.com exchange is secure, fast, easy, and reliable. Register within seconds and buy crypto with a credit or debit card. Join our community of traders now. Exchange. .bitcoin.com. I'm your host, Dustin Planthold. Join us as we dive into the world of economics, politics, tech, Bitcoin, and cryptocurrency. For even more crypto-related news, sign up at news.bitcoin.com or follow us on Twitter at Bitcoin.com. Now let's bring on our guest. Charles, welcome to the Bitcoin.com Exchange Podcast. Dustin, it's great to be here. How are you today? It's a lovely day. And, you know, getting to know you on the pre-show, I got to hear some of the amazing things that you're working on. But before we dig into that, I want to learn more about Charles. So when did you first learn about Bitcoin or, or blockchain? Oh, I was in Shenzhen, China, and doing some work, some consulting there. And um, about 2015, I saw this thing called Bitcoin. What is this about, right? So it was about $300. And I'm like, well, uh, let me get some more in into this. And uh, I said, well, I like finance. I like computer science. I'm a software developer. And I worked for IBM, BMC, some of the top software companies. And I said, what's this all about? It's like crypto encryption and uh, so, uh, some level of anonymity and transparency. And um, so I started following it in 2015. And then I got involved. I went to the consensus uh, developer program, um, not completely, but most of it, and uh, learned how to program it and learned about Ethereum. I read this, this book, which still is an excellent book, Dustin, called Ethereum. It's a, it's, it's a white cover. It just says Ethereum. And it talked about the concepts of encryption, of, of smart contracts, right, um, even, of, even of DAOs. And so I became a student of these areas. And I've been involved with crypto now. Uh, since 2015, and uh, about 20 different ledger projects. Uh, I'm a Hedera Hashgraph ambassador. Uh, I'm a developer uh, with Jigstack, which is the company we're going to talk about. I am doing business development and partnerships and uh, having input in, into our product line. And, uh, you know, from being an investor, from being a trader, from being a conference uh, speaker, you know, I, I know what good platforms are. I know what good UIs and UXs, user interfaces and user experiences are. And so, uh, you know, Jigstack has tapped me. And um, I'm just really great to be a part of this quality team with uh, the future in mind, with new users in mind, right? With advanced users in mind, we can be this one-stop shop for everything DeFi. Interesting. So let, let me ask you that, because your background being in development, if let's say I'm at a university right now, I'm looking to go to university or I'm looking to, to go through an education or training program, you know, what languages should I be focused on? I'm entering this ecosystem. I, I want to get a job in the crypto space or work for, 
you know, some of these companies, some of these blockchain projects, what should I be studying? Uh, scripting languages would be good. JavaScript, TypeScript, uh, Python would be good. If you really want to get serious about development, C++, Java, because they're what we call object-oriented languages, and object-oriented is a structure that has, it's a rules-based structure of how you can access the data, how you can protect the data that are associated with the objects. And uh, it's much easier to program in an object-oriented language. Uh, Solidity is our blockchain uh, you know, development language for Ethereum, for Hedera, uh, for a lot of languages. Um, there is, um, uh, there are other uh, uh, blockchain development languages, but if you could get Solidity and you can learn that, uh, you can go a long way. And then I would say also the concepts of smart contracts. You know, what is a smart contract? You know, is it really smart? Is it really a contract? No, it's really a, an intelligent script. We're, we haven't seen the promise yet, Dustin, of smart contracts being fulfilled. And why is that? Well, it's because the jurisdictional support. You know, we, we need a country, uh, a technologically savvy country, small to medium size is fine, say, okay, we are going to adopt a smart contract language and anything that's not on the ledger is not valid, but everything that's on the ledger and digitally signed is valid. So that's where we're going. We're going, I know you didn't ask this, but smart contracts are going where the, where the English version of the contract matches the machine executable version of the contract. And we call that Ricardian. We call that a Ricardian contract system. And so once we can get to that point, Dustin, then all of a sudden you've got people that might be legal clerks, right? And the legal profession, but also they've got a, a programming bent about them. Now they can begin to develop these smart contracts themselves, right? And we can guarantee, okay, what I signed is I can read it right here. And then it's guaranteed what was executed matches what I signed. Interesting. So what I'm hearing then is ultimately that blockchain is here to stay. Oh, yes. Blockchain is not going away. Why? Because if you've got HTTP, it, it lacks security. But now you've got a new protocol, the blockchain protocol, that has security built into it. So I tell people, um, I tell people that, uh, that it's, it's HTTP dollar sign, right? So it's not HTTPS anymore but it's HTTP dollar sign. Where we're ultimately going to go is, is money over IP. And it's going to be the, inter the internet, the new internet, we call it Web3 is the current internet, but the new internet is going to be totally blockchain enabled. And we're going to be able to send and receive value ubiquitously. We won't even know what we're doing, but it's going to be a part of the protocol. So that's really kind of where it's going. It's going to be the internet of money as we've heard that term before. The internet of value, this new internet of things that everything is connected. So yeah. how does this work? Because I got to tell you, from, from my lens as a non-developer, a lot of it seems a little bit like sorcery, like some form of like Harry Potter magic. But how yeah. does it actually operate? It is. The encryption part of it is seems like it's magic because you've got billions and trillions of combinations of wallet addresses, right? And so um, blockchain is by itself not necessarily quantum proof, quantum computing resistant. Hedera is, uh, and I don't know the, the, uh, the level of sophistication of our listeners, but it's what we call this asynchronous Byzantine fault tolerant ABFT. 
which is really important because you get into uh, DDoS attacks, 51% attacks, uh, uh, double spend attacks, uh, you know, bad actors, malicious actors. So the network has to be, the consensus mechanism in the network has to be quantum proof. And, um, you know, that's, that's really where the magic is. The smart contracts, I think people can understand. The other uh, really value add is the DAO, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And that is a company ultimately that will live on the blockchain and it will run autonomously, as the name says, and um, do its job. And it will not be terminatable. You cannot kill it. Say, for example, a, a, a missionary application where you're um, every bit of Bitcoin and Ethereum that's sent to the DAO is just like spread out equally to all the people that are signed up. So now it's kind of like a retirement system, right? And so it's automatic. And so as this thing is funded, it's sending out to all these supporters, whether they're missionaries or any other kind of nonprofits, uh, people that could receive benefit. There'll be one example of a DAO. Interesting. Now, your role is as the Chief Business Development Officer at Jigstack. Who is Jigstack? So Jigstack, uh, the idea came uh, to our Robbie Weir, who's our COO, CEO. And uh, imagine a puzzle piece set that just has the pieces, right? So you've got these pieces. You seem like you can put them together, you know, and I'm like, well, that kind of relates to protocol stacking, right? Because you've got all these DeFi protocols and it's like, can we stack and use the output of one into the input of the others? And, you know, think about a an ecosystem where we have these parts and each part is a project that's very valuable, but then all of a sudden we put the pieces together, we see a more complete picture and we see the sum of the parts. And now it's, we see this beautiful DeFi picture. So, so Jigstack, is an ecosystem that is that enables new users as well as sophisticated users to really fully get the benefits out of decentralized finance and that includes uh, our launch pad which is called lemonade right which we have launched along with our governance token the stak stack token um, we have stack bank where people can stake they can compound they can farm and we're introducing new and novel ways to save gas while doing that. And so think of also, um, so ETHLINK is our affiliated marketing solution. So think about uh, people that are networkers, YouTubers, they wanna be paid, they wanna be um, recognized for every affiliate link click. So now I think we're blockchain, blockchain enabling that, right? on Ethereum or, or, or DAG, uh, enabling that on Hedera, which a Hedera is not a blockchain. It is a DAG uh, directed a cyclic graph. We're enabling that on Polygon, you know, for gas savings. We're enabling that on uh, 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 Heco chain, on Hubie's, uh, Hubie's chain. Um, you know, maybe maybe other other companies that we're we're talking with right now. I can't mention on the podcast. So it sounds like now. what you're what you're doing is you're providing solutions and you're bringing people together. We're bringing it together. We want to be a one stop shop. So you once you get hooked on Jigstack, once you get on the stack, right? Once you get jiggy with it, uh, <laughs> you want to stay. You won't leave. Now, what kind of partnerships do you have, and who are you looking to work with? Well. You know, we're, we're working with Chainlink, um, we're working with Hedera, we're working with Polygon, 
So we're working with any uh, company and any user group and platform that makes sense that will further enable the horizons of our users. And so uh, CellFrame, for example, uh, on the cross-chain functionality, maybe atomic swap level, uh, so we don't have to uh, you know, pay the fees to do swaps. We could do them at the very uh, low atomic level. Uh, anyone that's uh, looking to um, help us save in gas, right? Because obviously that's an issue that's on uh, everybody's mind. And uh, we want we want our products, Dustin, to, to look and feel the same on any platform. So you have a platform of choice. We want to be able to run the Jigstack ecosystem on that platform. Now, it's not going to be for every single platform in the world. We can't do that. <clears throat> but for the ones that make sense, like, for example, Hedera, you know, we want to be the main token launch uh, IDO platform on Hedera. Right now on Ethereum, you know, they've got, you've got Binance, you've got Binance Smart Chain, you've got, you know, Binance Launchpad. There are several other launch pads for Ethereum. So we want to, uh, where it makes sense, really distinguish ourselves and separate ourselves uh, in the area of performance. Security is very important to us. We're always doing smart contract audits. You only have one chance at security, right? Look That's at right. The, three, the two or three Binance Smart Chain hacks that happened just in the last month or so, right? I mean, talk about a lot of money being drained out of these things. Interesting. So we were talking earlier on the pre-show about energy. And, you know, the, when people think about Bitcoin and uh, the news has done a really great job at this, but they they make Bitcoin out to be the biggest uh, gas guzzler in the world or, or taking more energy than everybody else. Uh, how do we fix that? And and is it really that big of an energy drain? You know, we've all heard the FUD, right? Uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin uh, costs as much as, you know, the the, the the five top economies in the world and all this stuff. That's just not true. Um, obviously, the source of the energy, for example, you take a coal plant, right? So what's in vogue now is, is people, you know, they're buying coal plants, and they're, but they're converting it to natural, natural gas, right? And so then they're using that to, um, to power the Bitcoin mining rigs. So they are reducing emissions technically uh, from that. Um, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, it's... It's going to be, a, we'll just say Ethereum we know is going to be upgraded to proof of stake, but Bitcoin proper, it'll be less and less of the total uh, it is right now. I mean, the Bitcoin dominance right now is what, what about 40%, would you say, mm -hmm. of the total ecosystem. So that's going to go down and down. There are ways, there's green energy ways that we can power these rigs and, uh, you know, repurposing the plants, repurposing even garbage, for, for example, perhaps, you know, like landfills, could we actually convert that that garbage, that uh, uh, municipal solid waste, that MSW into electricity to power the rigs? Uh, you know, that's a project, that's another project that I'm working on. So, so yeah, I mean. Um, so it sounds to me that while, while we agree that there are problems, and there are problems in, in any system out there that this community, the ecosystem that is inside this this blockchain, DLT, and many of the other different acronym space, that this community is continually learning and willing to willing to do what it takes to fix the problem. Yeah, we're continually learning the technology, even though Bitcoin itself is is legacy technology 2008, right? Satoshi's paper came out. But still, it's there's nothing else like it. I mean, you look at a wire transfer to send a wire transfer for a million dollars overseas. How much does that cost? How long does it take? 
Why does no. it take that? I mean, I'm going to ask you again. This is what you do each and every day. But why does it take days? I know. Oh, and what about security? Oh, we had to halt that wire because just make sure, you know, it's not money laundering or you got to do the KYC. And I understand. I understand. But just like the dollars, I mean, dollars sure. can be used for good or dollars can be used for evil. You know, dollars can be used for crime. So Bitcoin is not necessarily just singled out. You know, there are other privacy. There's privacy coins that could also be used for that as well. Right. So, I mean, it's a way for people to move markets. It's a way for people to enter into markets because of their comments. Right. I'm not going to talk about any specific names. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I think that that's good perspective. I mean, when people look at this, this crypto ecosystem or, or blockchain or Bitcoin again, and want to name the name, the thing or, or the acronym, but sometimes they don't always paint a good light on it. And yet this this space is solving problems, so many problems it's solving that companies around the world are now adopting and embedding what this community has created, that it is fixing everything from, from logistics uh, on the shipping side uh, to, to healthcare. It, it is, is helping to reshape the education system. It's sniffing out fraud. It's finding the bad actors, and it's ultimately setting up a system of, of uh, smart technology, it means smart contracts alone they solve many problems. So tell us going forward, what do you see is in the, the future for this space? And then how do we learn more about Jigstack? So the future of the space is there is an epic battle right now. The central banks, central governments do not like crypto. They can't control it. And so there will be, I believe, more efforts to, um, in the short term, in the short term, to, uh, to cause problems for it. Um, the expansion of crypto is inevitable. I'm, I know a guy that has a satellite system he's going to be launching that's going to do consensus by satellite. No government will be able to control it. All right. Um, we can talk offline more about that. Or if any of your listeners want to, you know, message me personally, we can discuss. How do we learn more about Jigstack? Jigstack. Jigstack.org is our website. Uh, Telegram, Jigstack. Uh, we've got 20,000 followers. Um, uh, uh, Twitter, we've got 50,000 followers. Sounds good. Thank you again for sharing your story on the Bitcoin.com Exchange podcast. Thank you, Dustin. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by various guests or sponsors of the podcast are solely their own. They do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast host or the other people entities or organizations affiliated with the creation or production of the podcast. The guest and sponsor may consider their information reliable, but others involved in the creation or presentation of the podcast do not warrant the accuracy of guest or sponsor information, and it should not be relied upon. You've listened to another episode of the Bitcoin.com podcast. Subscribe at news.bitcoin.com, where your journey begins.